A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. This is our show, Baby Geniuses. We're adults, but we're talking to you, the babies. Yes. I'm very excited to be recording our podcast because I have fun when we do it. <laughs> What's going on, Lisa? <laughs> I dread it. And then as soon as I'm doing it, I love it. <laughs> Just like everything I w- else I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a weird mini, like, I guess it's not a little bit of a rant, but also I'm like, I got um, a letter from my prison pen pal mm-hmm. who um, I've been writing to for like 10 years and she hadn't written me in a while. And she finally wrote me after like a year and was like, I'm sorry, I haven't written. We just got tablets and I've just been like sucked into it. Like they got like tablets like ipads yeah but it's really obviously it's a really fucked up thing where they charge them money for anything they want to do on there like if they want to watch movies and they want to like send messages they literally have to buy like fake stamps on the device in order to like send messages it's so fucked up um but she said one thing that is free on there is podcasts and she can't find our show but she has listened to me on like love it or leave it oh wow um which is cool because it's like i think that's the first time she's heard my voice maybe yeah um and uh she might have heard it some other way before like maybe saw me on tv or something at some point but um anyway i want to try and figure out how we get on that system so she can listen to it yeah um she was also like you didn't tell me you had a podcast and it was one of those things where i was like (laughs) i guess i should have told her that but i also that was like a thing where i was like this might be hard to explain to someone who hasn't had internet access for like 20 years if it makes her feel any better we don't really tell anyone we have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) the episodes many many of my closest friends do not know i have a podcast (laughs) i like constantly forget to post about it and then weeks go by and i'm like well I'll do it next time. <laughs> Truly the worst at advertising it. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Here we are. Doing it anyway. <laughs> Not hiring a social media manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well. Do you want to talk about what happened? Oh, yeah. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, my show got canceled. Duke and Birdie. Uh, it's done. Merger got my ass. Um <laughs> huge bummer fuck yeah. the mergers yeah if if you all don't know about it warner media and discovery merged and it's been sort of a slow train wreck since then and a lot of shows have been kind of axed to save shareholders money or some shit um shows and movies that were filmed yeah and stuff, just not released yeah stuff that like was fully ready and like never even got to be aired you know just to like save money insurance money or something it was it's just it's fucked up and um really sad and uh, all of our execs uh, at Adult Swim and HBO Max are all really wonderful and they're heartbroken about this and it's a bummer and huge corporate mergers are bad for both uh, workers and for consumers. Um, it sucks. Um, yes, it does. But I also feel really lucky that I got to do three seasons of a show that was 
creator driven and my own original IP and it was about horny women with like pelvic pain and shit. So <laughs> it's really amazing the show you got to make. It's, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, as you should be. And I do wish it was going on for longer, but I also think like yeah, yeah it's you got to make a lot like, you know, it will be a good lasting legacy for you. I yeah. Think. And who knows, like maybe somewhere down the line, I'll be able to make like a special or something to wrap it up. I don't really know. You know, you never know what will happen. Um, but in the meantime, a, mul- a molting day special. Yes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to like end the story properly. But um, uh, I've been getting a lot of really nice comments and messages from people who uh, the show means a lot to. So that's been really, really nice. Um and I don't really know what my next big thing will be, and it'll probably be a while. But if you want to follow my work and comics and musings in the meantime, the best place is probably Patreon. Um, yes. I'm just Lisa Hanawalt on there. Uh, I quit Twitter, so. <laughs> Why? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is easy for me to quit because um, it gives me like a full year to reinstate my account if I want to reactivate it. Um, cause I have a blue check mark, although that might go away cause I'm not paying for it. I never. Yeah. Subscribed. I wonder what's, I, who knows what the fuck is going to happen because they also yeah. shut down Twitter blue. We're recording this on Saturday, <laughs> November 12th, just yeah. because so much could change between now and Monday when this is released <laughs> even know. of just Elon Musk took over Twitter and immediately started fucking it up real in really really bad ways where he made it possible for anyone to get verified if they paid eight dollars and it just immediately <laughs> flooded the platform with people impersonating public figures which is and very corporations, funny which is so funny <laughs> <laughs> and then he was so mad he was like it's not okay to trick people but it's like <laughs> it's like dude you tricked california into thinking that you were going to build a high-speed tunnel so that we would not do high-speed rail like yeah. you are the worst trickster in the world his whole career is a trick yeah his whole career is a trick he's tr- tr- tricking he's tricking people into thinking he has hair still he's <laughs> tricking tricking nerds into thinking he's an engineer <laughs> like yeah it's just it's there's so, so there's up. so many dudes like this right now who are in charge of massive corporations and are fucking shit up and they will never be like appropriately punished for what they've done and no. and the fallout and the all the layoffs and the ways this has affected workers and the ways this has been bad for people who just want to like have a nice you know space or a product or whatever they've, they've fucked it all up yeah it's really fucked up where it's like it's fun to laugh at him failing but the truth is we're all losing like a vital platform that we've come to rely on yeah and he'll a lot never of communication nothing bad will bad enough will ever happen to him like he might be humiliated like maybe some kind of some form of bankruptcy but he's basically too big to fail and it's the same thing with like zuckerberg david Zaslav. like it's just all yeah. these fucking these guys um kind of person that the world was was made for yeah it's and then they're like let's go to mars it's like (laughs) why don't just you go to mars how about (laughs) please leave leave the rest of us alone (laughs) all of them can just fly into space and all fuck each other (laughs) one of my favorite um like twitter you know like someone making a fake verified account things was uh someone made a fake mr bean and said <laughs> who wants mr bean to eat their pussy tonight and 
<laughs> then I I sent that to Peter, and then he said, "I think I know who's behind this one." And then he sent me a link to a tweet from another account that said, "Inner monologue: Is it worth to gi- is it worth it to give Twitter eight dollars to create a verified account called the real Mr. Bean and tweet something like, "Who wants Mr. Bean to eat their pussy tonight?" <laughs> Was it someone you know? Uh, no, it's um, but it's someone who writes for The Onion, I think. Oh, that's great. Um, well, they did a really great job. Yeah, they did a good. They did a good job. Um, <laughs> lo- uh, a lot of turmoil go. A lot of upheaval happening right now in the world. <laughs> this is a good segue um, into talking about Love Island because there's a part of Love Island where they're discussing Mr. Bean and like talking about whether or not he like fucks basically in real life or whether he's like how different I, he is in real life versus being Mr. Bean. It might have been I on totally. Was that an unseen bit? It might have been, but I'm. But I wanted to like jump in there and be like, he fucks. He like <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, like, he stole James Acaster's girlfriend or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's so fascinating to me the difference now between like Lisa, who has watched a bunch of Love Island, versus mm-hmm. Lisa when I used to talk about Love Island and you hadn't seen any of it. I know. I mean. I just feel like it's opened up a whole new, like, chamber of our relationship. It really has. And I'm sorry I held out for so long. But it's because I knew I would immediately take to it um, and (laughs) become obsessed. Get stuck in. I'm stuck in. As they say. Yeah, I'm cracking on uh, (laughs) with all of these people. Um, So apologies to anyone who hasn't seen it. It's really it's all encompassing. It's huge. It's like I. It's like one of those things where before I started watching it, I was like, "Oh, I kind of get what that is," and then yeah. I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, I had no idea what this was." I didn't know. Um, and I jumped right in with season eight, which I heard is a weird one, sinister as you called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been watching it at the same time as reading Anna Karenina, which is an extremely <laughs> long Russian novel, and it feels similar to Love Island in weird ways. And they're both starting to like conflate and mash together. They're both about relationships and all the twists and turns and who ends up with who and like the expectations that come from lust versus the reality after the hookup. Like they're all about that. And like also my first impressions of the people on the show or the characters in the book shift over the course of the story because it's so long and they deepen and change. And if this was like 2012, I'd write a really great essay about it for the hairpin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Also, this chapter that I just started in Anna Karenina started with the sentence, the entire company of women gathered on the terrace. Um, and they literally are like gossiping and shit up there. And then a man shows up and they're like, oh, shush. You know, and it's like, that's what they do on that's Love what they Island. Do. They gossip on the, the terrace. The producers make, make all the women go to the terrace to talk about how their relationships are going. <laughs> yeah. So they're one and the same. Love Island is a Russian novel. Um. <laughs> I'm very excited for you to be watching it. It's I really enjoy it. Very exciting to me. And I really like I hope that when you're done, you take a little bit of a break, but then you watch one of the other seasons that I think is a little bit better. Like this past the season that you're watching, it feels (laughs) it's like so dark. (laughs) Like it has so much. It gets dark where it's like it feels like things are getting a little it feels like late days of twitter honestly where it's like oh i wish you could just like hop into like middle of twitter when everyone was just doing jokes yeah and now you're at the part where it's like oh there's some sort of evil lurking here yeah it's starting to fall apart it, it reminds me a little like when i used to watch the bachelor franchise and i watched like the bachelorette uh season with rachel and that it's like things started to kind of crumble like the whole 
sort of oh, structure yeah. of it was like coming apart at the seams. Um, Rachel was was she the first black bachelorette? Yes, and that's a lot of the reason why is that they just like could not. They were not yeah. set up properly for like diversity because it was such a fucked up <laughs> system, basically. Yes. And they had like racist like uh, guys on there. It was awful. I mean, it was. Oh man! Although she yeah. she was, I love her. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. This season of Love Island, like people have speculated that it's because of COVID mm-hmm. that like the pe- the guys are behaving more badly on it, but. I, it's hard to say, like, what's causing it. I think it might also be, like, familiarity with the format or something. But, like, they treated Casa Amor like it was just, like... A brothel. A brothel. Yeah, yeah. as you described like, it, yeah. A free-for-all, like... That was messed up. I'm like, is this it was what really usually, messed up. usually happens? Usually Casa Amor is, like, they're seriously considering these women for recoupling yeah. for, like... To be see if they have stronger connections, but the men this season just sort of treated it like, oh, we we can just do whatever we want with these women and they don't matter, and then discard them. Yeah, it was, and then discard them. And I think part of that is because it is season eight, and in previous seasons they have seen that men have gone to Casa Amor, fucked around on their girlfriends, and then been forgiven. Yeah, and it's like so they know that it's possible, and they know the like the precedent has been set. Yeah. It was really messed up. I, I'm right in the middle of that right now, and I'm like, ah, this is hard to watch. <laughs> it's so stressful. It's so stressful. There's still some fun twists ahead for you, I will say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm excited that you're watching it. I really like one contestant who's like an international dressage rider, <laughs> and um, I really like her. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I did not like her for so long, and then you liked her immediately because she's a horse girl. And I was I, like, oh, yeah, of course Lisa loves Gemma. I actually hated her for, like, a couple episodes because I was like, oh, she's just one of those snooty, like, dressage queens. I really don't like this type <laughs> of person. And then I loved her and because I'm just like, she's just a hot bitch, like... She's just so she's like her name's Gemma Owen, and she's the daughter of apparently a very famous Fo- like football pl- so- soccer player, yeah. yeah, um, in in the UK, and they like really didn't let on that her dad was that famous for the first like week that she was on the show, yeah, um, and people would like. They basically cut out anyone talking about it. I think, yeah, um, which you you suspected was part of her deal. Yeah, there has been speculation that like. To get her on the show, they, like, agreed to downplay who her dad was, at least at first. But um, she's, like, 19, and she's cl- just clearly, like, so rich. So and- rich. She has, she has, like, 12 horses. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's trying to explain to someone what dressage is. And she's like, it's dancing. I'm dancing on the horses. I make them dance. Yeah. And then she looks at him like, how do you not understand what that is? I make them dance. And he's like, what? <laughs> Not exactly what it is, but okay. <laughs> what a weird way to describe it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's. She it's doesn't really funny. She doesn't like seem that interested in horses for someone who's like that's their whole deal. Like I, I, yeah. I don't know if they edit it out, but if I was on there, which is what I think about every time I watch it, is what would it be like to be on there? Right. How would I deal with my IBS when they only have two toilets on the whole thing? Like it would be uh-huh. so rough. Anytime they had to gather around the fire pit, I would just be like like farting with anxiety the whole time i would have so much diarrhea um but you know i'd be talking about horses a lot more if i was on there and i was a horse girl i I mean i would shimmy it into every conversation as i do in real life yeah 
you have to really like whatever you want to get on the air, you'd have to force into the conversations where all the drama was happening because they cut out yeah. so much of just the like normal, normal banter. It's true. Um, ugh, I can't wait. I think that there's a new season of Australia that's like either airing now in Australia. It's coming out soon in America. Hopefully I'm Ooh. very excited about that. Maybe, Australia, maybe I do think that. is in a way superior to the UK one, but mm-hmm. um just because the seasons are a little bit shorter. Anyway, we can stop talking about Love Island, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> There's so much more to say. Ugh, there is so much more to say, but um, I would like to spare our listeners who haven't watched it at all. Your only option is to get into it. I mean, we endorse it. Endorse, yeah. Re- roll the endorse horse theme. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. Yes, but I recommend you start with season five if you're going to watch a season. Okay, we endorse we endorse Love Island, but not necessarily every season. <laughs> yeah, I would not start with season eight. Um, I, I like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just think you're gonna be you're gonna be fucking blown away by season five. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about, um, we were talking about Twitter and I was like, okay, now that Twitter's like maybe going down, it's time for me to like learn how to use TikTok. (laughs) It's so different. (laughs) It's so different, but I'm like, I, I can't resist any longer. Like I have been like flabbergasted trying to use it and i was like i just need to like watch a tutorial i just need to figure it out especially because it's like some of the stuff on there i'm like people are just going viral for like telling a story and i'm like that's what i used to do not that i'm like oh i'm gonna be so popular on tiktok but it's just like it's a way for sharing stuff that i like sharing yeah it's like very easy and it's fun Um, it's it's honestly fun to make them yeah i like it I feel like I learned a lot just trying to, like, make one that made sense. Like, it took a few tries and I had to, like, watch some tutorials, but, like, I kind of got there. Um, But I have been watching more TikToks. Like, I think on the last episode, I used one of my endorse horses for it. Um, And I started watching these. And forgive me if you have seen my TikTok already, people who are listening, because <laughs> I posted about this, but I have been watching a lot of these um, like TikTok lives. And because the algorithm on TikTok is really smart, they have shown me a bunch of like, um, like psychics doing TikTok lives, because that's one of my ASMR triggers is like tarot card readings and like, really like confident psychics just like doing readings for mm-hmm. some reason, just like it's one of like it's it's personal attention for one thing, but then it's also it's like a lot of hand movements and it's a lot of like confident bullshit. Is yeah, a definite trigger of mine. <laughs> like confident bullshit. Yeah, I love confident <laughs> bullshit. Like a lot of my like YouTube searches for ASMR videos are like psychic scam. Um, <laughs> what is it? medium scam? Yeah. What is the what does the scamminess do for you? <laughs> um, I think one part of what it does, and again, this is like, it's so hard to know, but I think because when someone is scamming you, they're like insisting that you stop questioning them, mm. it kind of forces you to sort of like go sort of submissive, oh. which I think is a big part That's of. That's hot. Yeah, it's part of it. And also I think like 
the more esoteric what they're doing is, like if they're like, oh, I'm pulling the energy out of your eyeballs invisibly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you're doing. I can't think about how it works. I just have to like relax and let you do it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about that that just – there's something about the confidence of it that just feels like – Okay, I don't know about this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though I know that it's like fake for yeah. some reason. But yeah, also for some reason there's like a little bit of bullying and hostility just also helps. Um I love it. Power dynamic. Yeah. But so I've been watching a lot of these TikTok lives where like someone will have like a tarot deck and like someone will like ask a question and they'll pull a card and give them a reading. And like when the rooms get really popular, there's like hundreds and hundreds of people, sometimes thousands of people watching. And like the chat is just like going crazy with people just like copying and pasting their own name and their question over and over again. And in order to get the psychic's attention, people will like give them little gifts that show up on the screen, which cost money, it turns out. Like I was looking at it. I was like, oh, these cost like they're giving them money. It's yeah. like a dollar. And sometimes they'll have just like their Venmo up where they're like, send me $25 and I'll do a full reading for you. Yeah. Um, but I I liked watching them even though I was like not looking for a reading because of, again, ASMR reasons. And I started noticing that this one channel, I was like, wait a minute, I've heard this reading before and it doesn't seem like they're responding to any of the names in the chat. Mm -hmm. And so I started just sort of like casually screen recording it every time I opened it and they were on. And I realized that they were just playing a recording of an old live. Oh, my God. Like they were pointing their phone (laughs) at like a video of an old live, which I thought was them. But it turns out it's like they just screen grabbed another tarot readers video. Oh, shit. Another tarot readers live. And then they have been, I found out, for the past six months, been playing it every day. And every time they go live, their their chat is just, like, full of people desperately giving them money. Oh, my God. What a to grift. To try and get their attention. It's such a grift. It's so mind-blowing to me. And they're not the only ones doing it. There's another one that I noticed, too, where – um this woman and again i'm like the other one is an even better asmr trigger because it's this woman like scratching her nails on this book Mm -hmm. and then opening to random pages because it's called the book of answers where it's like you open to a random page and it says like oh it's time to give up on that plan and then she closes it and then scratches her nails on it and Uh then like answers someone and she's got a british accent it's like fucking perfect but i'm like that one is definitely a pre-recorded thing also wow and it drives me i've tried reporting them It doesn't do anything. They can't yeah, get TikTok deactivated. Yeah, but I made a TikTok exposing them, and I don't know if it's that was great. Do anything. <laughs> yeah, TikTok live is really strange. Like that's where it's the really strangest weird. shit happens. Like I just I see a lot of videos of people doing like rock tumbling. Like, oh yeah, and then I've people seen those order too. gems, and then there's people who scratch lotto tickets on there, and then there's one where this person just really slowly like peels. The, <gasps> the, the egg. egg and it drives yeah. me crazy and then there's one where a woman is making like a cake and she won't she's gonna lift the thing to pour all the frosting down but she won't do it like she keeps saying and hey, we're gonna lift it up and then she never does it so it's just <laughs> and it's just to extend the length of time that the people, people are, are watching. watching yeah and it's just and it it's really strange oh that's so Interesting. It's so interesting what people will watch. Yeah. We're so desperate for them to watch the things that we make. 
on TV. I know. And it's like, all we have to do is just pretend like we're going to like frost a cake and then not frost a cake, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And the egg peeling thing, I watched one once for a full 10 minutes because I was just like, what the hell? And it was just slowly peeling the egg and then and then pretending like, oh, this part's really hard and just, I can't get it. I can't get it. And the comments are just people screaming, do it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It's just, it's yeah. so the weird. The egg one, it's specifically... It's like a raw or par cooked egg, so yeah. it's like soft. He doesn't and he's want like to burst peeling it. Just the outer layer of the shell, but leaving that inner membrane holding the rest of the egg together. Which yeah. I'm like, okay, that is impressive, but why? Why am I watching it? Well, then he like slowly like draws like a little face or whatever on the membrane, and then that's it. It's the end. Like and there's that's n- it. no reason to do it. It's just like a, it's kind of an ASMR thing, but it's also just so frustrating. <laughs> It's so it's so weird. And I it's was so angry. Weird. I wasted my time watching it. Oh. TikTok is weird because it's the one app, the social media app that you can kind of like delete for a long time and not miss because it doesn't tie you to your friends or your social networks right. in a really intimate way. And that's one thing that TikTok's like sort of trying to change, but they kind of don't know how. And so it's getting worse as a result because they're like, oh, wait, we need to be more like Twitter or Instagram or, you know, and meanwhile, Instagram's so trying to be TikTok. Yeah, Instagram used to be, used to have the pretense of like, this is how you keep in touch with your friends. And now it's like, no, this is, we're going to show you strangers and we're also going to show you like people you just met. And we're going to show you people who you have like a weird, like, (laughs) love-hate relationship with who we know that you visit their profile and we're just going to only show you them. And the reels are just total strangers and straight up porn. (laughs) Yes. And also... You watch one video by accident and then your algorithm is fucked forever. So fucked. I get the weirdest fucking shit in my reels. It, like, it's yeah. straight up perverted. But sometimes I click <laughs> on it because I'm like, what the hell is that? And then it knows. <laughs> it knows. I'm a perv. God. Um, one, <laughs> one thing I've been watching in reels that is like, this is like, I'm punishing myself by watching it, is like, the like, giving millennial outfits a makeover where oh, it's like oh, yeah. you're dressed bad we're gonna oh, yeah. fix how you're dressed I love and it that. just makes me fills me with self-loathing <laughs> i love those so much <laughs> then they kind of dress them up in like zoomer like gen z yeah. style yeah and you know what's fucked up about them though is like it's not like how to take the pieces that you already have and style them in a better way. It's like, we're just going to replace this jacket with a new one. Yeah, you that need to. doesn't look stupid. You need to buy a whole new wardrobe on Shein. <laughs> it's basically the, <laughs> the messaging there. Oh, God. Uh, okay, well, uh, <clears throat> is it time for Chunch Chat? Yes, although I did just want to suddenly want to ask you if there's like a Gen Z style thing that you have adopted. Save it for one on fun, bitch. I know. Oh, I had a different question for one on fun (laughs) that I wanted to ask. Well, then I'm going to steal that question because I don't have one in mind. Okay, great. Good. I have an answer. (laughs) For once, I have more than one one on fun question in mind. I'm prepared. Um, Okay. Um, It's time. We'll be right back with Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about. 
about Chunch. Ben Chunch. Well, there's no new Ben Chunch news uh, this time. Uh, Martha posted a video of her, and she's she's like opening a trailer, and she's like, "Ooh, guess what's inside of here?" And I was like, "Oh my god, ooh, it's gonna be a new pony!" But it wasn't. It was like a million goats. <laughs> <laughs> so I was disappointed, and I didn't watch the rest of the oh, video. I, think- I watched that on mute. Yeah. I think she and it, it's part of her like new show for Roku, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it was one of those things where you get a bunch of goats and they like they they clear your land. Yeah, I love that shit. I love that too. I love it's so funny to me that it's like so much like gardening and landscaping stuff. It's like a lot of times the solutions are like you need a really big, expensive, newfangled piece of technology to do this thing or like you need to buy this gadget or you need like the easiest way to like solve this problem is with some sort of like technology or thing you can buy and then sometimes it's like okay the problem is we have an overgrown (laughs) piece of land what do we do and it's like just bring goats in for an hour yeah and then it's done It's so funny to me that that's like, I love when there's like, I will call it like a Flintstones answer, where it's like, you have an animal do a thing a machine does. Yes, yes, exactly. It's great. The goats love it. It's not labor to them. No, they're just like, oh, cool. Hey, thanks. But as a horse girl, I was disappointed that that trailer didn't have a pony inside. And I commented something to that effect. I was like, oh, I was hoping for a pony. And then other horse girls commented underneath, me too. You know, just like (laughs) whenever we see a trailer, we're like, ooh, that's what happens before the new pony shows up. Do you think there's a world in which Gemma Owen figures, (laughs) like, knows who you are because of horses? I would die. I would die. But she also scares me because she kind of – she kind of has the personality of like a network exec, you know, <laughs> her and Luca both. They both seem like the type to be sort of friendly, but then suddenly get really icy and like tell you that you're like not allowed to handle post or something. Like, don't they kind of have that personality? It's <laughs> a very inside reference. <laughs> Never happened she does- to me. <laughs> but I know I the don't type. know if you've gotten to this part yet, but I don't think this is a spoiler, but like... Mm-hmm. When they go to Casa Amor and then it's like the way that it works is like there's a week on Love Island when all of the main like cast members are separated. The guys go to a new place and the women stay at the house or vice versa. And then they meet a whole new group of people and there just aren't enough beds for everyone to sleep alone. So yeah. like they have to either, they have to either pair up with a new person just for sleeping or they have to sleep outside. And it's so funny because like Luca is like obsessed with Gemma and he sleeps outside because he's like, I'm not fucking this up. Yeah. You know, I am going to meet Michael Owen. Um, her dad um but Gemma shares a bed with a new random guy and it's they have a conversation about it afterward he's like you could have slept outside and she's like I was not gonna sleep outside and you're like oh yeah this has nothing to do with how she feels about her relationship she's just a pretty little princess and she will not sleep outside no she was like there wasn't a comfortable place to sleep outside so why should I but I love that because she's like just because I'm sharing a bed with someone doesn't mean I'm fucking them like I just slept next to them like what I love her attitude she's just like it's because I'm rich and I don't go camping. <laughs> no, like get over it. I want to. I'm gonna sleep in a comfy bed. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> get over it, Luca. <laughs> um. Well, I hope she figures out who you are. Um, Me too. I would love to. Um. I would love her to know who I am. <laughs> Does that conclude Chunch Chat? <laughs> yes. 
That concludes Chunch Chat. We'll be right back with What on Fun. Oh boy! Wow, Lisa! Wow. I wonder what I'm going to ask you. I don't know. Oh, it's going to be such a struggle to think of something. Um, <laughs> is there like a Gen Z fashion thing that you f- ha- have incorporated? Wow, Emily, what a great question. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is a Gen Z trend specifically or not, but a lot of people lately have been wearing like really chunky black loafers. Um, mm-hmm. and yes. I just got a pair. They are not really loafers. They do have laces. Uh. But oh, yeah. They're kind like of, Oxfords. Yeah, they're Oxfords, but they're really chunky and they have like a tiny bit of a heel. They're kind of platformy and they're my I love those. they're my new personality. I keep buying shoes like that and then expecting them to look chunkier on me. But I, my feet are so small that it's really hard to make them look like right. Yeah, I. Well, it's weird because I, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I feel like I'm still figuring out what looks good on me, even though I'm almost 40. And like, I was like, well, I have like kind of thick legs. So won't chunky shoes make my legs look thicker? But no, it's actually like no. maybe the opposite. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like them. They're really cute. Um, I will say like to answer your question that you wanted to ask me, but then I asked you. Yes. I feel like I have been forced to try and adopt some Gen Z things because like, they just stopped making the millennial pants that I used to wear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just can't find them. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I've been trying to figure out, like, how to make non-low-rise pants work, mm-hmm. which is really, like, it's, this is one of the things where when I complain about it to people, like, almost everyone that I've talked to has been like, you just haven't found the right ones. And it's like, no, high-waisted pants don't it's not even that i think i look bad in them it's that they because of the laws of physics <laughs> do not work on my body because my midsection is wider than my hips yeah i like just like wider around in circumference i guess like i it's, I basically need to wear maternity pants because, like, <laughs> I have a gut, which is fine. Yeah. And I have really narrow hips, which is also fine. But it means that there's a section that is much narrower. I guess, like, right above my butt is much narrower than what's above it. Yeah. So, like, the pants just fall down. There's nothing for, like, you need a wider thing to hold the pants up. And... I literally just finally found, and it's like, I can, there are some that have like an elastic waist, and it's like, I do not want that digging into me. No, it's uncomfortable. Unless it's like a really like wide elastic band that won't like create a crease. Um, And I literally like just finally found the first pair of like high-waisted pants that not only like fit my body, but stay up and are comfortable and the website immediately stopped selling them after no. I got my first pair. Uh. And I was just like, what the fuck? And everyone keeps saying low-waisted pants are coming back. I yeah. cannot fucking wait. Those are the only pants that work on my body. And I'm sorry that it's making everyone else upset, but fucking give it, give them back to me now. Yeah. I can't wait for them to be sold in stores again. Please. I've been looking for a nice pair of jeans that actually look flattering on me for years, basically. And when me and Adam were in New York, uh, one day it was raining and we were like 
waiting for someone to show up to lunch. And we stepped into this little boutique and I found this pair of jeans and I tried them on and they were like the perfect pair of jeans. They were just, they were like perfect. I wore them out of the store. What? Oh my God. You got them? Yeah, I got them. Good. They were a little expensive. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And Adam was like, do you want to spend more time trying to find jeans or do you want to just, and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Good point. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's great and they're like they're they're like slim but they're not skinny jeans they're sort of straight leg but they're not but they are still like form fitting i don't know what is what this it is an endorse horse well i don't know because they're kind of pricey so i feel weird endorsing yeah. you know uh they're made by mother jeans mother jeans yeah which i've never that tried sounds before foreboding but i i trust you i know and i was well the name always put me off because i was like are they mom jeans i don't understand um yeah but then they also have like just enough stretch but they, they don't stretch out they hold their shape i don't know i'm there's, gonna look them up i'm gonna look them up there's like something perfect and they were also like i'm really short and they were the perfect length like i didn't need to i usually Ooh. need to get them um shortened Oh, my goodness. It was just like they were made well, for I'm me. I'm going to look them up now. Okay. Mother jeans. Um, okay, wait. You have to ask me a question. Yes. Um, uh, Emily, what job do you think I would be the worst at? <laughs> <laughs> Why I are you asking me I, a question like this? That I have right now, and I had to, like, go find a new job. What do you think I should avoid out there in the job market? <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. This is a job. My first instinct was I was like, Lisa would be bad at this job only because of how uncomfortable it would make you. I think you would actually be good at it if you could get out of your own head, but I also don't think you could get out of your own head is to be an exotic dancer. I think that you would be good at it. I think you've got the natural assets needed. Oh my but God. I think that you would hate, you would not be able to do it. I'm incredibly flattered. <laughs> I think you would be so self-conscious that you would not be able to um, do it. Wow. That's really nice and really true. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I don't know. I thought it would be have to it would be something to do with like public speaking or just because, you know, I'm shy. But you also know I can like overcome my shyness if I need to. So <clears throat> I think it's like public speaking you can do if you like. Yeah. I have care done. about what you're talking about, but I think you would not care enough about exotic dancing to get over your stage fright. No, and I think it's. I like, don't think that you would find that work to be fulfilling enough to overcome that phobia. I think I'd have to. Well, I'd have to learn how to dance first of all, which is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not like a. You're not someone who gets on the dance floor and like fucking tears it up. I have. I have done. Uh, you have. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've I've gotten loose out there. It's been a while. It's um, just not it's not what you're known for. That's true. We haven't we haven't really gone dancing together though. Hmm? That's true. Yeah. I feel like we have we been at weddings together? Mm-mm, not really. Oh, no, yeah, I, I guess that's a good so. point. That's where it would happen. I might I might dance wilder than you would think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope you I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you dance. <laughs> It's been a minute, though, so. <laughs> um, what job do you think I would be the worst at? Um, uh, like a cleaner? <laughs> professional basketball player. <laughs> OK, 
Okay, I will have you know, I played basketball for several years. <laughs> professionally? <laughs> no, not professionally. And also, I was famously the worst person on the team that I played on to the point where it was my nickname. <laughs> I didn't want it. You know, I I just, I think the height is, is the real. The height is a real issue, yeah. I yeah. do think that it would probably be like, I think I would be underestimated, but only by a very small margin. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe that's fair. maybe I don't know. Maybe you would I mean you're probably better at basketball than I than I thought because I, I didn't know you used to play. Be, I think I would be better at basketball than I would be at football. Yeah. Um, because football I'm too small and I would be scared so and scary. I don't like running really far. Uh-uh. Um, but basketball is like the court is much smaller and yeah, like, you know, I can dribble. Clearly we need to get together and you need to play basketball and I need to dance for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there are unmined depths here that we. Yeah. <laughs> we need to figure out what we're doing for the talent show. <laughs> this just like inspires me to go become totally into burlesque. Yes. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> um, Great questions. Okay. Um, really good questions. Um, that concludes One on Fun. We will be right back with Wiki of the Week. I'm sure you've noticed how giant corporations are controlling more and more about what we consume, whether it's our food our news, or even the shows we enjoy. The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says no. We can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area. We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically only about that. The Greatest Generation, the show for free and independent thinkers about Star Trek. And the groins of different costumes. Reviewing every episode in order. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind. Hi, it's Kevin from MaxFunHQ. This year for Giving Tuesday, we're inviting you to a super fun tarot event. It's got some of your favorite Max Fun hosts, and it's for a great cause. Join Depression Mode's John Moe, Carrie Poppy of Ono, Ross and Carrie, Stuart Wellington from The Flophouse, Tom Lum from Let's Learn Everything, and Ellen Weatherford of Just the Zoo of Us. Your suggested $10 donation supports National Casa GAL and their work advocating for kids in foster care. That's this Giving Tuesday, November 29th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out MaximumFun.org slash events for more information and tickets to The Tarot Show with John Moe. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Sarah Hunt. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Um, it is the Wikipedia page for the Bottle Conjurer. What is that? The Bottle Conjurer was the stage name given to an anonymous theatrical performer advertised to appear at the Haymarket Theater in England on January 16th, 1749. While on stage, the acrobat was to have placed his body inside an empty wine bottle in full view of the audience. 
Following a non-appearance, the audience rioted and gutted the theater. Whoa, what? (laughs) (laughs) History. (laughs) Although, background, although the identity of the hoax's perpetrator is unknown, several authors consider John Montague, second Duke of Montague, to have been responsible. While in the company of other noblemen, the Duke was reported to have made a bet that with an advertisement claiming that a man could creep into a quart bottle, he could fill a theater. The event was advertised in several London newspapers and was soon the talk of the town. <clears throat> so there's a chance that there was like never a, a, a guy claiming he could do this, but that instead someone was like, hey, this guy's going to put his entire body in a wine bottle. We should all fill up this theater, huh? And then just there was, ne- there was never an intention for anyone to show up. Yeah, I don't it know. wasn't someone who was like, I think I can do it and then realized he couldn't no, no. show up. This isn't. The Elizabeth Holmes of putting your entire body in a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what she did, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like a reverse Elizabeth Holmes because she was like, you can get all you need from a single drop of blood. Yeah. Yeah. I guess not an exact reversal. (laughs) (laughs) There's a strand there. There's a connection. Yeah. I'm just trying to connect everything to her. Um, Okay. Um, oh, I want to read what the, the newspaper advertisement said in January 1749. At the new theater in the Haymarket on Monday next, the 16th instant, to be seen, a person who performs the several most surprising things following, viz. First, he takes a common walking cane from any of the spectators and thereon plays the music of every instrument now in use. Wow. And likewise sings to surprising perfection. Secondly, he presents you with a common wine bottle, which any of the spectators may first examine. This bottle is placed on a table in the middle of the stage and he, without any equivocation goes into it in sight of all the spectators and sings in it during his stay in the bottle any person may handle it what? and see plainly that it does not exceed a common tavern bottle those on the stage or in the boxes may come in masked habits if agreeable to them and the performer if desired will inform them who they are so that's another thing. So there were three things that they expected this guy to do. Take a walking cane and play it like any instrument known to man perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and fit his entire body in a wine bottle. And then also, like, anyone can come up to him wearing a mask and he'll tell you who you are. Wow. This is a... Uh, this sounds this like is, quite a show. This sounds like a great show. I would totally go see this at the Magic Castle. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a good concept for, like, a contemporary magic show. Yeah. I feel like David Copperfield could do this. <laughs> Maybe. Um, all right. Performance. In front of a huge audience, which included the king's second son, the Duke of Cumberland, the theater lights were brought up at about 7 p.m. With no music to keep them entertained, the crowd grew restless and began to voice their discontent. A theater employee (laughs) appeared from behind the curtain and told the audience that if the performer did not appear, their money would be refunded. One member of the audience reportedly shouted that if the audience paid double, the conjurer would fit himself into a pint bottle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) As the crowd grew more restless, someone threw a lighted candle onto the stage. How do who has a candle in the audience? (laughs) 
Do people just carry candles around or did they take it from somewhere? Okay. Most of the audience, including the Duke, took this as their cue to leave. Some losing a cloak, others a hat, others a wig, and swords also. (laughs) I lost my sword. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) My wig. A group of angry spectators stayed inside and gutted the theater. Benches were ripped up, scenery was destroyed, and boxes were demolished. Debris was dragged into the street and burnt on a bonfire. Oh, my God. Wow, it kind of sucks with this theater. Yeah. Like, who rented out the theater? Like, wouldn't that kind of tell you who's in... We we don't know, but that people think it was, you know, the second Duke of Montague, but... Um, Wow, aftermath. Suspicion immediately fell upon the theater's manager, Samuel Foote, for having originated the hoax. Foote claimed he knew nothing about the performance, but that he had warned the theater's owner, John Potter, that he suspected something was not quite correct. Potter himself fell under suspicion, was, but was apparently innocent, a strange man having dealt with all the arrangements that night. Who? Who? Who was it? Was, what strange this is man? A real, this is a real who, who done it and then who didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't done it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The man in the bottle instantly became the target of the newspapers and pamphlets who published cutting satires about the conjurer's non-appearance and its consequences. Many satirical prints were produced, among them two caricatures published within the month. The Bottle Conjurer from Head to Foot, without equivocation, and English Credulity, or You're All Bottled. (laughs) (laughs) One newspaper explained the non-appearance of the Conjurer by claiming that he had been ready to perform on the night, but was asked for a private audience beforehand, whereupon, receiving a demonstration of the trick, the viewer had corked up the bottle, whipped it in his pocket, and made off. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. That's so funny to be like, no, he can do it. Like, he can put his whole body in a wine bottle, but then he showed someone, and then they corked the bottle and took him away. And then they drank him. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, I really love it. Maybe he's still in that bottle. He's like a genie. Yeah. And if we let him out, he will um, play a cane like it's an oboe. Yeah. If that's one of your wishes. Uh, It's so interesting because it's like, man, again, it's like people are never going to stop falling for fucking hoaxes. Never. It's just never going to end. You see this image? An apology to the town for himself and the bottle? No. Oh, my God. Um, I don't really understand. Like, is this... It's like a, a cartoon of someone fitting his entire body into a, into a wine bottle. Yeah. But it's, um, it says... Ye English sages, grave and wise, who apes to foreign apes of foreign lands despise, ye foplings, flutterers, and smarts, <laughs> who strut abroad to show your parts, ye conquering <laughs> heroes and commanders, returned with glory home from Flanders, who your own skill and talents boast, and think your neighbors wholly lost, say, could a better thing be shown to make ye all your folly own let modest names for tricking cease 
the bum, the ha- the hum, or what you please. No dupes could e'er be better worked than bottled thus and closely corked. <laughs> Henceforth be that the leading phrase when one his ignorance displays. French policies too much you'll find for the weak species of mankind. Your English beef makes bodies fat, but dulls the head and makes it flat. Keep to your province, nor divine that you can feed on lighter wine. An ox bath often piecemeal crept into your guts with porter slept. And could you idly thence infer a man could in a bottle stir? Oft have your follies known no bound and been a laugh to nations round. But none like this could nicer hit your reigning taste and want of wit. Your taste that frill gainst reason flies, gainst reason flies, to grasp impossibilities, and void of sense to all that's new, impatient flies, or false or true. Each foreign gazette, now complete, with pride reveals the glorious cheat. But still amongst ye some there are, who others' dullness can repair. What was meant jest and formed in sport to draw the city, mob, and court is nicely managed, neatly done. The bottle was reserved for L-U-N. For Lun? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. I, it's like a poem being like, yeah, you stupid British. Of course you fell for this. That's my interpretation of this poem. That's what it seems like, definitely. Yeah, it's like you go into all these other countries and are like, look at my, look at me, you know? It feels like um, a, like a Shakespeare play when like the fool comes out and like taunts the audience, yes, you know, about- and is like, the morality is that you should never have believed this could happen. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was, yeah, they got dragged. They got dragged. Does that conclude Wiki of the Week? Yeah. That concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Um, not much, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't alive back then. Cause I know like people still fall for scams now, but I think it's like a little easier to like Well, I don't know. I don't know. People still fall for scams just as much, don't they? There's yeah. really there's truly no end to the scamming. I have been going into those TikTok lives and just posting in the comments, this is a pre-recording, don't give them gifts. And not a single person has ever responded to me. <laughs> Sometimes people people don't want to be told that they're being scammed. Like they they want to cling no. to to the, the lie. false hope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no one ever wants to be told that they're being scammed. Again, I learned that from fucking Theranos and you know, that guy who disowned his grandson for telling him he was being scammed. Mhm. Wow. It all comes back. Yeah, people don't want to see themselves as a victim or like a fool, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's I learned that mm-hmm. Lisa is a really um, intense dancer. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That she tears it up more than I think. Possibly. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. All right. Um. I have some butt pics. Yes. I have a backlog of of back ends. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, we have. It's been... time to clear the benches. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been actively soliciting butts lately, but um, people still send them. I can't stop them. Um, They're always welcome. I know. I mean, I do like getting a butt in my inbox, so I'll I will describe them from time to time. Not often, but this is a good time because we just got an yeah. influx. Um, all right. Here's a butt pick from back when I had long hair on my head, not my butt. And it's a nice, like, over-the-shoulder mirror pick. Oh, yeah. Great butt. Very good. Very nice. Very artsy. Um, Butt pick for your viewing pleasure. Love the podcast. And this is, like, a black and white butt pick that's, like, a little bit, like, soft focus. And it's, like, kind of a fuzzy butt. It's really nice. Uh, Very nice peach shape. And this is very, very very artistic photo. Love it. Um. So, hi, I'm Rory, they, them. I'm still not caught up to your present day episodes, but here's my butt and it's my birthday today. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy Great birthday. Butt. Happy birthday to your butt. Um, Really beautiful kind of prism effect on this photo. I don't know what's happening here. Um, All right, here's a butt pic. I've been running for a few years and now I feel like I can finally be proud of my butt. Sorry for the badly lit room. Oh, and me and my butt prefer it, they pro- it or they pronouns. And my name is pronounced Chep. Um, chip 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 okay i did it wrong because i don't have that email open (laughs) and they have a really nice butt and they're wearing a blue shirt love it uh thank you for the perfect butt thank you listeners and thanks for keeping me company while i work out here's a recent pic of the butt that you kind of helped me sculpt Ooh, yes i will take Mm. that credit sure um, I will say that listening to this podcast while exercising is not recommended because rec- <laughs> exercising is not recommended by this podcast. <laughs> that is an off-market use of this podcast. <laughs> we don't take any responsibility for any mishaps that may occur. Uh, for example, you getting tired and going home in the middle of your workout. Yeah. Um, or your your physical stamina improving. That's not something that we stand behind. <laughs> and we sit behind it because we don't have the physical stamina. <laughs> We're tired. Uh, but this butt looks very strong, and I'm happy to take credit, even though it's yes. undeserved. Um, uh, this person, I don't usually do paintings, but they did paint a picture of Draca's butt. Draca's a character from Tuca and Birdie, and they used a mirror selfie of themselves as the model for the body, and I think that's a really great thing to do. We should count it. Yeah. Let's count it. Uh, We'll count it. It's really great. A really nice painting of Draca, one of my favorite characters. And let's see. Uh, I asked my very new boyfriend if he would take a picture of my butt with googly eyes on each cheek, providing him no context or reason for needing this photo. Without hesitation, he was happy to do it. A keeper in my books. Um, they sent this email a while ago, so I hope they're, you know, still going strong. That seems like a really nice boyfriend. And this is a really cute picture of butt with two enormous googly eyes on the cheeks. Yes. And that is it for new butts. Thank you all for sending us those. Um, if you would like to send us a butt pic or a story about you or someone you know talking in in your sleep, um, you can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can also send us wiki links um, or anything yes. else you'd like to send our way. Uh, for a while, yeah. we were collecting names of stores that you couldn't get out of your head because they were punny or terrible in some way. And I do occasionally like to read those as well. So, yeah. you know, whatever um, you want to send. They- <laughs> we'll look at it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did I sound jaded? I just suddenly got. You sleepy. just sound tired. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing to do with you. Don't take that personally. 
That's on me. I say that so uh, often at work. I'm like, uh, the way I'm behaving right now has nothing to do with any of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's my own bad feelings. It's my own thing. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, please rate us five stars. Um, you can follow me online at Mr. Emily Heller. You can follow my Instagram at, am I at Lisa Draws on there? I am. I'm on TikTok yeah. at Lisa Hannah Walt and, yeah. and Patreon. Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme songs. Yay. Thanks to our producer, engineer, Rob Perra. Yay. Woo. And mm. goodbye. Yay. Woo. Good episode. Yay.